Branding BFF is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Branding BFF, a podcast for service businesses, creative professionals, consultants, and coaches. I'm your host, Lisa Spear. I'll be having candid conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators so you can gain behind-the-scenes insights and inspiration to apply to your brand of business. Please note, these are uncensored conversations with guests, so there's a chance they'll be adult language. This podcast is brought to you by Spearhead Solutions, a strategic branding business. Today's topic is raising your brand visibility, and I've invited Letitia Bird of Bird Career Consulting and her personal brand, Letitia Bird. She helps millennials take control of their career and business through coaching and consulting. So I picked Letitia for this conversation because first, I know she does a fantastic job of raising her own brand visibility. She's been on TV, she's been in Forbes and Black Enterprise, so a lot of great places. Um, She's also uses multiple channels to boost her brand awareness. So this should be a really rich and deep conversation. And third, Letitia's the real deal. She's driven and savvy, and we all can learn from her. Welcome, Letitia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, I can't wait to jump into this topic with you because Me I've been too. looking forward to this ever since I invited you to be a guest. Yes, absolutely. Me too. <laughs> so first, tell us the difference between Bird Career Consulting and your personal brand, Letitia Bird. So Bird Career Consulting is the consulting agency that I launched in 2015. So we are now uh, excited to be going into our fifth year business. That uh, My consulting agency is focused on providing uh, career development resources to my clients that are actively seeking employment. So we offer uh, five main services, that is resume makeovers, LinkedIn makeovers, one-on-one interview coaching, cover letter writing, and also job search strategy coaching. And you've helped people make a lot more money by knowing how to actually leverage all these things. Yeah, I actually just had a client this week land a a brand new position at Amazon. And I don't want to give too many details, but I will say that her bonus is over $80,000. Ooh, nice. A a bonus. (laughs) It's crazy. That's great. Um, So yeah, we have uh, worked with over 900 professionals since its its inception. That's incredible. And uh, last year, I launched Letitia Bird, which is my own personal brand, because I realized just through running a business that people were actually attracted to me as a person. Yeah. Uh, so I said, let me leverage that <laughs> personality, my personality, um, to launch my own one-on-one career coaching program. So I relaunched my website last year, relaunched my coaching program, and now I have a, a three-month, three at least three-month minimum a coaching program to help my clients one, figure out what they want to do with their career and their life, aligning their purpose, their passion, their skill sets and talents into a career opportunity. A lot of us um, kind of struggle with having that clarity and confidence. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, my coaching follows up the three C's and that includes clarity, confidence and control. Fantastic. So you are the face of your brand, no matter which business it is. So let's talk about all the different ways you raise your brand visibility. Sure. So I know you've got a lot. So yes. why don't uh, I, I just can think of some off the top of my head, but why don't you go ahead and share at a high level some of the ways that you raise your brand visibility? 
I would say the first way that I started to raise my brand visibility was through speaking. Okay, public speaking. Public speaking. Uh, so speaking, I teach at a university, North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro uh, with the College of Business. I uh, have a podcast uh, segment on a living uh, corporate podcast, and uh, that podcast allows me to give career advice to millennials of color, whether it's navigating, you know, corporate America, searching for a job, looking for mentorship, things of that nature. Um, uh, Definitely through PR. So um, I have uh, done some interviews um, with uh, Forbes, um, Black Enterprise, Vogue Business was a recent one that came out uh, last month. Super excited about that. Uh, what else am I missing? I have a blog, a blog. I do have a blog (laughs) and social media. Yeah. I cannot harp on social media enough. My favorite social media channels right now, uh, are LinkedIn and and Twitter. Okay. LinkedIn has been, I would say huge, huge, huge outlet, uh, for me to get clients, to spread my own brand. Um, not just you know, domestically, but internationally. So that's I have really cool. clients that I coach in Jamaica and in Paris. And so that's been pretty awesome. Um, I also teach um, a class with Skillpop. Um, for those that may not be in this area, I mean, Skillpop has grown a lot as well. Um, but it is essentially a pop-up class company. They offer live classes. And I have taught workshops on uh, navigating LinkedIn, building your uh, resume, and most recently I've partnered with an HR consultant uh, to, um, we're, we're doing the Rock Your Performance Review class together. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, so I would say those are a few things, and uh, also I do a monthly career segment or a monthly career talk on Charlotte Today with NBC Charlotte. That's great. So you're up to a lot, so how has this increased your visibility? How has it impacted your business since you started? Man, you know, I will tell you that I have, one, um, always exuded passion with everything um, that I've done. And I've learned which channels uh, fit the best content or which channels are the best to release the best content, um, depending on who my audience is. And I honestly listen to my audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the beginning of last year, so we just uh, hit 2020, at the beginning of 2019, I was having a consultation with a client and we were going over his resume. And to me, the advice that I was giving him seemed you know, something that everyone would know, like your resume should not be eight pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> or when you go into an interview, you should not tell them, I don't really know if I want this job. I'm just thinking about it, you know. And, you know, my clients were would always tell me, wow, I've learned so much from this conversation. And that was the moment when I realized I need to get my message out there. Yeah. And so I actually challenged myself to just start posting career advice online, mm-hmm. um, tactical, tangible advice that people can implement into their lives. As I started to do that, uh, my following just started to grow naturally from there. And then I also kind of keep my ears to the, you know, ears to the ground or whatever you want to call it. And they have told me what type of information they're looking for. Yeah. And if I am ever at a place where I am not sure 
what to say in terms of spreading uh, my brand messaging, I will ask them, what do you guys want to hear from me? And um, I see some entrepreneurs, they, they don't take that approach, but that has allowed me to build a following where they can trust me. Well, and you're clear, like, who you are and the core of what you're trying to provide, but then you're still being very responsive, right? Like, you're not like a, a leaf in the wind. That's right. You actually have, like, sort of the foundation already there, but then you're being super responsive. You're listening. You're paying attention to all the clues, the direct and indirect clues that people are giving you. Yes, that's true. I would say about two years into starting my consulting agency, I went to a workshop about building a culture within, you know, your organization. Mm -hmm. That was something that was really important to me because, you know, spending years in in corporate America on the recruiting side and um, the last company that I worked for, they were really, really intentional about their culture. So anytime uh, we were... Uh, out in the community, um, out at a you know career fair, we always communicated the mission, the vision, and the values of the business. And I said, no matter if it's one person at my company, i.e. me, <laughs> or <laughs> if I have two, five, or ten employees, I want to make sure that I do have that foundation. And so um, I went to a workshop on building a culture. She talked about the importance of having values for your business, Mm -hmm. you know, having a framework of how you talk to your customers. How do you communicate those values? And that same book, uh, that same weekend, I also read Start With Why Mm -hmm. by Simon Sinek. I am obsessed with that (laughs) book. I love that book so much. That is always the first, one of the first books that I recommend to uh, new entrepreneurs. But that book talks about how people want to know why you do what you do before they know what it or before they care about what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had to take a step back for me and say, well, and ask myself, well, why do I do this work? You know, the passion was there. And as I started to connect those dots, man, it's been so uh, much easier for me to establish those relationships with my clients and, and prospects early on. That's great. Well, you're very unique because you do have so many paths to visibility. Like, there's not many people I know who are up to all these things. Uh, So how have you been able to find or create these opportunities? Yeah, that's a a great question. You know, I kind of feel that the opportunities have found me. (laughs) You know, I have... um, I have pivoted, made many, many uh, changes in my business model, in my framework, in my processes. And um, as I have continued to talk to new clients, um, you know, again, just kind of keeping my ears to the ground, um, I'm really listening to what their needs are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say, how do I... How do I do it all? Was that the, or how, how, no, how have I found these, these opportunities? opportunities? Yeah. Uh, or, or created them. Or created them. You know, so I believe in coaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have had several coaches in my career. And what I've learned through coaching is if someone isn't giving you the opportunity, one, you need to ask for it or figure out a way to create it for yourself. Yeah. And so my first uh, outlet for building my brand was through speaking. Okay. When yeah. I first started my business, 
I created my own speaker media sheet. Nice. <laughs> which I still create all of those things. Um, I created my speaker media sheet and I reached out to local universities, to their student organizations. And um, you can go on their websites and find it. It's, it's there. And I reached out and said, hey, I am a you know, career coach. I speak on career development topics. Would love to come in and speak at your organization. And I mean, pretty much I would say about 50 to 75% of the student orgs were like, oh, yeah, this is great. That's amazing. Well, yes. there, there's a place that you're feeling a need um, that it's it's a direct market. That's right. You know, like that they actually need what you're offering. That's I mean, right. If they're a university, they're about to get there in the real world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they actually need what you have to offer, which yes. is perfect. So you're offering a value to yes. the university. Absolutely. The other thing I really see is that you have clear brand messaging that addresses a clear need, like on your website, like it's clear, mm -hmm. right? Like what the need is that people have. And I think the fact that you're, you're very focused, um, like I found it super easy to recommend you as a public speaker or for people to hire you because it's very clear. Like it's easy to say, oh, you need help with this? Oh, I know the person for you because mm -hmm. it's a match, because it's clearly messaged, it's focused. It's not like you're trying to do as much as you have a lot of ways to raise your visibility, you're not trying to do too many things in your business that make it confusing for somebody. Oh, no, not at all. Right. I don't even want to add on <laughs> <laughs> any new services. Luckily, everything has, um, you know, it, it does have a purpose. So I've been very fortunate in yeah. that regard. You're very intentional, which very I, intentional. I think makes it easy. And, you know, one thing that I do is focus on solutions. Yeah. You know, even thinking about my website or any marketing collateral or even when I am speaking with clients, I focus on the results. I focus on the solutions, not just what we're offering, but what is going to be the result from what you would be getting from us, whether it's a new resume or whether it is career coaching. We're not just giving you or making a new resume for you. We're opening up brand new opportunities so that you can find something that hopefully you're more passionate about, that you wake up excited to go to every day that drives and, and motivates you and wants you uh, or that uh, motivates you to work harder. And so I think it is important for entrepreneurs to always tie their services to the end product yeah. that will be beneficial to their client. Yeah, people don't care as much about the process as the results. <laughs> Absolutely. And what that will lead to, like for instance, I um, coach entrepreneurs as well on their messaging. And I had a client who had a cleaning or organizer, it's called mm -hmm. Organizer Express, an organizing business where she'll come into your home and clean up your space. And so during our session, I asked her, I said, what are you selling? And she said, well, I'm just you know, I'm organizing and I said, no, 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 no. What is the result to their, what is the benefit to their lifestyle of having your yeah. services rendered? They have less clutter, less clutter in your space physically will be less clutter in your, in your space mentally. So you have to start thinking about those things. Oh yeah, for sure. So what's the percentage of time you spend doing the work to raise your visibility of your brand and your business? And what percentage is actually doing the client work? Well, <laughs> that is if a you can hard put a, question. If you can put a number to it. Because I want to say literally 150% to both. <laughs> well, but, if we're working from 100%, what would the breakdown yeah, be? I would definitely say uh, half and half. It mm -hmm. changes. Now, 
when yeah, I like first day to day or week to week, yeah, it can change for sure. I mean, in my beginning stages, maybe the first, you know, two to three years of my business, it was more so for me, heads down. Let me do the work. Let me get these client testimonials. Let me build up referrals. Now, moving into my fifth year of business, I am spending more time on strategy, you know, the vision of marketing, thinking about new ways to get my messaging out there. Um, And so I have restructured my schedule (laughs) as of of, uh, January 1, 2020, where I only do coaching on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay, that allows me on Mondays and Fridays to focus on what I call working um, on the business versus working in the business. That's great. Well, and you do so much. uh, And I know you do have some people on your team. But how do you do it all? Like, is it you have a lot of stuff that you can have your team handle or how do you structure all the things? (laughs) I have a wonderful, wonderful team and I brag about them as, um, as much as I can. I have a wonderful assistant. Her name is Nashanel. I have a wonderful resume writer. Uh, she is a certified professional resume writer, Kimberly. And those are my two like ride or dies. Yeah. Two key people. Um, and so I have frameworks, I have processes for everything. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that has made a world of difference in my business, when I first started, we were doing everything via email with our clients. Now I have a CRM. Okay. And I thought about from the moment of initial consultation, or even if someone reaches out and they're interested in working together until we deliver the final product. What does that process look like? What steps need to be taken? What can I outsource? And so I have built framework processes, you know, can emails, I implement technology as much as possible to stay organized. So I live, live, live off of Trello. Trello is my whole <laughs> life. Uh, I use Calendly for scheduling, mm-hmm. um, but my CRM has made a world of difference. My team, they manage more of the day-to-day you know, responsibilities. I have weekly calls with them, but um, I have found that working in the morning before emails start coming in and, you know, meetings start happening, um, I can get a lot of work done. So I try to find those windows of time in my schedule where I know I can really knock some good work Mm -hmm. out. But I've also had to be super intentional about managing my energy. Like I'm, I'm really big on managing energy versus time. So you know, with the the benefits of being an entrepreneur, you can kind of, you know, finagle your schedule as you like. But I've had to ask myself, when am I most energized? When am I feeling the most creative? It would be very hard for me to try to, uh, you know, create a new deck for a a workshop that I'm doing on, you know, a Friday night, right? Right, But that's something that I could most definitely do Monday morning when I first wake up and I'm pumped about the work. So intentionality, discipline, and just building habits, building habits. So like I read, I've read The Power of Habit. And I mean, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Mm -hmm. like all of those books have been really helpful, but it's all about intentionality. And the thing is, I love my business. I love it. So it is. You can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh, I'm so just cheesing and happy, but I love what I do. And so it is really hard for me to like step away. Like maybe I should not spend my time 
designing, you know, an Instagram post, or maybe I should not spend so much time sending sending an email. So I've had to trust my team. Yeah, I communicate with them, show up for them, but also communicate expectations and, and always ask them, hey, what are your needs here? Are you being I think a good a uh, leader is one that really takes care of their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to share your vision of where you see the company going um, to keep them motivated. And that's been helpful. And I think the things, other things I hear is having the process, having all these pieces allows you to set them up for success too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Setting you them know, and you up for success. Yeah, because if they're set up for success, then I am. You know, I think I can only be as good as my team. And so, but I've also had to set boundaries, you know? So, you know, like, as I was saying, I love working on my business. I can't go, you know, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Even if I'm, I really want to work on something, if it's late at night, I'm going to turn it off because I need to preserve my energy for my clients or for my coaching sessions the next day. Speaking of energy, do you consider yourself to be more of an introvert or an extrovert? That's a really good question. And I battle with I, that. Honestly, that's a, something that I think about probably like three times a week. <laughs> Do you? I, it's, I would say I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, like an extroverted introvert. But I think I lean more towards being, um, being an introvert now, surprisingly. Yeah, I, I find that I'm close to the edge, but I'm a little more on the introvert side, too. So people are always kind of surprised by that because I am pretty social. I need to be around people to a certain degree, but I also need a decent amount of recharge time. Yes. So like yesterday, there was two big events. Today, I was leading a panel discussion. I was meeting with a prospective client. I was having a coffee appointment. I knew we were doing this podcast interview. Like, I had a lot of, like, being on or being Being super focused and present. And, you know, managing a room or managing a lot of pieces. And so, like, this morning, I was like, nope, I'm working from home. That's right. I'm not going to be in the office because I need some alone time. That's right. So that I can bring the energy to the table to do all the things. (laughs) Yeah. And when you talk about that, I I think it's important to have peace in your home, um, wherever you work and to be, um, really diligent about keeping your schedule tight and being prepared for every day, you know? So the night before I always look at my schedule and think about, okay, here is a pocket of, uh, maybe I have a two hour break. I can go to the gym or, Hey, I have like yesterday, I had three coaching sessions. Yeah. I had like two or three consultations and another call in the evening. In between those calls, I was not doing work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you're managing your energy. Because I was managing my energy. And I said, the things, the things that I had wanted to do, I will do them tomorrow. Um, You know, being five years in, which I mean, I don't know if that's a super long time. There's a lot of. Uh, business OGs out here, but being uh, intentional about when I'm spending my time, but most importantly, where I'm spending my time has been important. Um, And yeah. And I just had a thought because the intentionality is so important, but you know, I know for myself, there's a lot of role shifting I'm doing. So there's the preparing to meet with clients. There's the actual client stuff. There's all the, all the being with people, the marketing, the visibility stuff. 
but there's also um, you know just the stuff that needs to happen in the business I don't have a team so like you know I'm the one doing the invoicing I'm doing all the pieces right so I'm having to shift in between all these different roles and part of managing my energy too is trying to bundle things together Mm. to help make it easier yes Um, what's your approach for bundling things together. Well, do, is yeah. that a part of what you do is bundling things? For me, that's helpful. I don't know. What is How it for you? How do you bundle? I, I, try to, I try to block things together. So, like, you know, I tend to have more of my networking, community building, visibility stuff on Fridays. You know, the end of the week is probably not the best time for me going, you know, heavy deep into strategy, particularly on a Friday afternoon. So, like, I know I'm not going to schedule new client stuff on a Friday afternoon. I know what I'm doing, the brand accelerator, three-hour strategy sessions. Those, to me, I always end those by 4 p.m. Because I'm going to be operating at my peak. So, Mm -hmm. I know if I'm having a day with one of those, I'm not going to be doing another session of that typically in most days. Because there's a certain amount of energy I love it but it takes a certain amount of energy so I try to think of my days kind of in like two parts so that I can kind of better manage so sometimes it's like heavy lifting stuff one half of the day and the other stuff maybe it's either just a different type of energy that I'm bringing to the task or what I need to do yeah one thing that I did and I should probably do it again is a time audit Have you ever done that? Oh, my gosh. It's so telling. And so I did a time audit for a week. And that's something that something I recommend to all of my clients. But, you know, based on the services that you're offering, think about not even just services, all of the things you have to do as an entrepreneur. And I mean, I am my team. They are all contract. (laughs) So they're not full time. So there is a lot of can I do Maybe I can send this email or put this together, this template together. It might take me just a couple of, you know, it's not a couple of minutes. It may take me an hour to do. Whereas for my assistant, you know, because she's always learning, it might take her two to three hours. But based on what I'm offering, the value of my time is, you know, a little bit higher because I need to be focused on uh, selling, um, client prospecting, getting in front of my audience. And so that was something where I had to be really diligent about and say, look, I know I can do this, but if I have someone else, and if not, it's important to break down the steps of everything that you're doing. And I still manage my social media. Like that's something that I don't think that I would ever give up. I love Twitter. I'm always tweeting about random career things. I love LinkedIn. I love networking on LinkedIn and, and sharing what I'm working on. But man, posting as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you know that, you know, posting on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook, your caption may be different. You have oh, yeah. to think about hashtags. The time you're going to post, you actually have to create the post and, you know, find the pictures from the photo shoot you want to use. And so those things are very time consuming. And it kind of like those little things add up. Oh, yeah. And so like as I'm planning for my week, which I typically do on Sundays, I use Trello for that. And I break down what I have going on for the week and I put it um, uh, if you use Trello, I attach certain responsibilities and tasks to certain days. Okay. And within those tasks, I have a checklist Uh, for example, a webinar. Oh, my goodness. You know, I just started teaching master online master classes last year. 
And those things are time consuming. It's not as simple as me getting on Facebook Live and saying, hey, guys, I'm doing a you know masterclass. You should join. But it's you have to find the right uh, hosting platform. Right. You know, you have to create the webinar in that platform. You have to think about your email marketing sequence that you'll be sending out uh, freebie maybe that you're offering and scheduling those emails, scheduling those posts, putting the deck together. So sometimes we don't think about every single thing that we have to do. Oh, yeah. um, and so that has been extremely helpful. That's great. So of all the ways in which you do, like you've talked about speaking, public speaking, you've talked about teaching, you've talked about social media, um, podcast, all these different mediums. Um, which ones do you find for your business to be the most effective, the top one to three? Out of those outlets, I would say speaking. Okay. Number one. Number one. Number one. Speaking has been great. And um, majority of the speaking engagements that I do um, are paid. However, I really focus on who it's going to be in the room because, well, excuse me, speaking, but then uh, coaching is just, you know, the main service that I offer. If I'm able to get into spaces where I am in front of my target audience, I am there. I am there. So speaking has been great. I would also say online uh, courses that has been great. That you've added also. as a service. Yes, I've added that as a service recently. So I uh, did a salary negotiation online course um, back in September, and in December I did one on how to unleash your career potential in 2020. So it's interesting that some of your services are actually helping raise your visibility too. That's not usually what we think of. Usually we think of the marketing efforts or the ways of building credibility by being in front of certain people like PR or speaking. So that's really interesting that some of your services are the thing that are so captivating for people that it actually helps get you up to that next even other level of visibility. One thing that has been important for me is data collection. Mm -hmm. And so every time I have a consultation with someone and, you know, typically they are, you know, having some challenges at the workplace, they're not growing, they're not happy, they don't have a great relationship with their boss, they want more money, freedom, flexibility, all of those things. I am intentionally asking them, tell me about your biggest challenges, what you what you what you are struggling most with in your career. And I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing these things down. When my clients sign up to do coaching with me, I have them fill out a questionnaire, which is, what do you want from your life 24 months or, uh, yeah, 24 months from today? How do you want your career to look differently? Why is coaching important to you? And um, not only are their answers very touching because it's definitely aligned with what I am wanting to offer, but I'm also using that or thinking about how can I use this in my messaging because I can speak to the pain points of what my clients are going to uh, going through. Yeah. Um, so speaking, the online courses have been great because people are thirsty for information. I mean, you have those that will want you to do it for them, but then you have those that will want to do it on their own. Yeah, and they just um, want a little tips and guidance so that they feel like they're on the right track. Yeah, they just want tips and guidance. So speaking, uh, the online courses, and I would say through doing, because um, hmm, there's so many different things, I would say through doing the media interviews. Yeah, that, so, that sounds like a really good one too. You know, Vogue Business was great. Um, 
uh, Forbes was most definitely great. And although, especially the Forbes article that came out maybe at least six months ago, I still have folks reaching out to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, I read your article um, on Forbes and I'm so inspired and I would love to learn more about who you are and and what you do. That's fantastic. And these opportunities have came from me just spreading knowledge, like spreading free game, because I realized that a lot of us don't know information about navigating our careers. It's not something that's necessarily taught. And I always, you know, will complain about that on Twitter, not in a way where, you know, I am trying to demean people for not knowing, but I'm just trying to, my goal is to add as much value as possible. And I think that's with all of this raising your visibility stuff. I think why you've been so successful at it on top of everything we've talked about is you're actually providing real value. You're, a lot of times people use these mediums to sort of just try to sell something versus like when That's you right. provide real value for free, um, it actually, people are like, oh yeah, this person's the real deal. Like yes, I, I right. want more. I, I'm willing to pay for more because I've already got a ton of value for the free stuff. That's Imagine right. what I get with, with the paid stuff. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. And I mean, I know like, for example, there's entrepreneurs that I know that are in um, photography and videography and, you know, I may see them complain about, you know, working with certain customers or the fact that people don't know that photo shoots cost that much and, you know, other things. And yeah, they're upset about the sticker shock. Yes. And, you know, my thoughts are, why don't you use your platform to maybe give some of this advice for free, you know, Definitely. add these keys because you can't fault them for not knowing, add value, uh, be kind and genuine about it. And people will catch on to that. You want people to draw in and want to work with you instead of pushing them away. And I've realized that people want to know who is that person behind the business. Right. I wanted to hide behind Berkeley Consulting and I did for very, very long until, you know, maybe a year, a year and a half ago. And that's when things really started to take off with my business is when I stopped hiding and I got in front and said, hey guys, this is me, this is my company, but you are going to work with me. That's perfect. That is a, such a great way to end. So where can people find you? I am on Twitter. I tweet all day long and Instagram at Letitia underscore Bird uh, for Bird. Bird Career Consulting. That is Bird Consults on Twitter, and then on Instagram, Bird Consults underscore. And we're going to put this in the show notes because Bird is with a Y, so I want to make sure people get That's right, people Bird get is with the, a Y. <laughs> see, I'm like spear with two E's, so, you know, I always know yes. how important it is to clarify, so that's why Thank we put you. this stuff in the show notes. Well, thanks so much for being here today. I am so great. excited, and I feel like I learned some new stuff today, too. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this and want more, take the next step and learn the four critical elements of brand attraction in a free download at SpearheadSolutions.com. The link is in the show notes. Also, subscribe to this podcast to stay connected to more behind-the-scenes brand and business conversations. We welcome your rating and review on iTunes so more people can find us. This show is brought to you by Spearhead Solutions, a strategic branding business. We help small businesses understand and use branding so they can attract their ideal clients and shorten their sales cycle. Learn more at SpearheadSolutions.com. Spear is with two E's. That's SpearheadSolutions.com. And again, the link is in the show notes.